Today is Thursday, October 6, 2022, and President Biden says no one Fs with a Biden in politicized hurricane visit to Florida. Meanwhile, OPEC Fs with a Biden and decides to stop pumping oil, even though Biden begged them to do this. Chinese state media threatens Elon Musk. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. You mentioned Biden, so I have to get you on one more question. Last week, you called the Biden administration the Brandon administration. Do you feel that that is the proper level of exchange between a governor and a president? Well, uh, let me ask you how he's how's, how he's treated us. I mean, you know, he they should you rise above that. Well, even they take if he a lot of pot. Well, look, I, I think it's a joke. But honestly, one of the reasons why that is taken on is because a lot of your uh, uh, folks uh, in the national media, they get very sensitive to it because what happened was people were chanting something else very colorful. It's a swear about and, the well, president. Well, well, you had a reporter, though say that it was let's go Brandon when that's not really what was said. And so I think the reason why it's caught on is because I think it needles the national media a little bit because look, I mean, they've become very partisan. I mean, you know, they were very much against Trump. They're very much ahead of Biden. Um, so so I think we, we view it as as fun. But I do think. But it's that, a swear. But I do. The president. Well, right. But I mean, here, here's what I would say. Was there hand wringing about this, about the stuff that was said about Trump? Ladies and gentlemen, I am again broadcasting from Rehoboth, Delaware. Actually, Joe Biden's home is just up the road. We will be having a little bit of fun there later today. We will go to Brandon Falls and we have some exclusive content for you. Thank you so much for sticking with us as we do this show on the road. We are again outside of our studio. And so, you know, what can you say? It takes us a second to get to get everything set up, to get all the Wi-Fi connections and get all the cameras together. So we thank you for your patience. This show is definitely going to be worth it. Starting off with our first story today. It makes my blood boil. Now, I'm not in Florida right now, but I got to tell you, man, I wish that Joe Biden wasn't either. Joe Biden traveled there yesterday to try and, I don't know, console hurricane victims after claiming that he was a Puerto Rican in Puerto Rico. He did exactly the opposite. Joe Biden went down there and made a fool of himself inside of a clown show visit. Now, we've been contacting our sources inside of the DeSantis office, both campaign and the governor's office, having little chats about what is going on behind the scenes in and after this visit. And let me tell you, they're calling it a clown show. They're saying that Joe Biden made a fool of himself and that it was a disaster. They also tell us that DeSantis was disgusted at the politicization of the visit. So let's jump into exactly what Joe Biden did on this visit to Florida's Florida's worst hurricane hit in 20 years, the fifth largest hurricane to make landfall in American history. Also, one of the disaster areas that Biden was visiting had over 12 people who lost their lives. I think that the official number is at 47 right now. So it is a very deadly hurricane. But it is worth noting that it's also not something that is insane for Florida, that hurricanes have been hitting Florida since before Amer before America was America, since before the Indians were here, since before anyone was in Florida, hurricanes have been hitting Florida. That's just the reality. Hurricanes are actually getting less deadly because of the scientific capacity we have to track them and the same same number of hurricanes hit Florida over the last 10 years that hit Florida in 1860 before we had the internal combustion engine. So just, just putting that, all that into perspective. So Joe Biden, somebody who has been around since 1860, that was the first time that Joe Biden, uh, you know, got 10% for the big guy down in Florida. Joe Biden is sitting there, should remember this, but of course he uses this as an opportunity to politicize people's pain 
because he is an insufferable jackass and also to curse and swear and be sort of just like a uh, sort of just like a, a raunchy, old, foul mouth, like creepy mafia boss kind of guy. This is him saying that nobody Fs with a Biden to a guy who like lost his home and lost all of his earthly possessions in the hurricane. I don't know, really know exactly what that means, but here Joe Biden is saying it. Thanks for everything coming down. We appreciate it. Uh, I picked the food. I want to. Yeah, goddamn right. <laughs> and I can't argue with your brothers outside the house. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. What do you mean nobody f's with a Biden? What is that? What is that supposed to mean? Again, this is like a this is like a mafia. It's like, like what do you what somebody in the mafia would say? All right, like so Joe Biden clearly in the later stages of dementia, uh, isn't quite sure what to do or say when he meets people. So what he tries to do is he puts on this like fake bravado as though the name Biden is some type of holy name around America, as though the name Biden is something to be proud of. Of course it is not. Uh, nobody Fs with Biden, I guess, unless you're actually Biden and it's shower time. I don't know. Who else Fs with a Biden? We actually were able to put together a montage of people who have Fed with a Biden before. Uh, these uh, individuals include, but are not limited to a staircase, a bicycle, uh, sheiks from the Middle East who are being begged on their knees by Biden to pump more oil. And they told Joe Biden to pump himself directly in his backside and, um, you know, various other things like a teleprompter. Here is a non-comprehensive list of things that our team was able to come up with that F with a Biden. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in the foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping. And there's simply no reason for it. This is the United States of America, for God's sake. This is my professor Murph, for God's sake. Joe Biden falling off his bicycle. We're going to go to Brandon Falls today. We're very, very excited about it. We have a special little gift for Brandon Falls and Joe Biden, of course, falling off of every conceivable platform that he could be on. For instance, uh, using a teleprompter on stage. Joe Biden not being able to pronounce the name of this country. Yes, there are many things that F with a Biden, and hopefully we all will be effing over the Biden regime in November of 2022. This is merely 30 days away from the midterm election, so we are going to be really ramping up our content here. Here's what Joe Biden did following his remarks in Fort Myers, Florida, a microphone picked up Biden, telling the town's mayor, Ray Murphy, you can't argue with your brother outside the house. The context of the conversation is not immediately clear other than Murphy thanking the president uh, for his visit to the devastated area uh, and saying you're GD right that nobody Fs with a Biden. Uh, all right. The nation's first lady, uh, Jill Biden, took a moment from and uh, uh, from her fashion, from her fashion runway show for her new line of Bed Bath and Beyond shower curtains uh, to 
console uh, Casey DeSantis uh, in a public display of solidarity on Wednesday. Now, I really like seeing people come together, I guess, in times of disaster. Things should be bigger than politics. We are not for the politicization of this hurricane. That's why we have openly absolutely ransacked the leftists who have tried to turn this into a screed on global warming or a screed for more taxes, Amy Klobuchar, Don Lemon, we've gone after these people and we've said, I mean, this is just obviously the worst aspect, the most ugliest aspects of politics when people try and use the disaster that strikes all people, black or white, Kamala Harris looking at you saying that we need to dole out disaster aid for the hurricane based on race that strikes people rich and poor. It hurts all Americans. There are times when we can come together and say, yo, hey, listen, maybe we should put politics aside, the colors of the teams aside, and help each other. But of course, Joe Biden didn't have the capacity to do this. And so Joe Biden using this opportunity to travel down to Florida to do a couple of pretty uh, repulsive things, even though uh, Ron DeSantis didn't openly call him Joe Brandon, which he has done multiple times in the past. Ron DeSantis has called this the Brandon administration a few times. Uh, Joe Biden did use this as an opportunity to get a couple of sniffs into Florida's agriculture secretary. Her name's Nikki Freed. I guess this is her. Uh, uh, I guess this is her consolation prize for losing her gubernatorial primary to Charlie Crist to run against Ron DeSantis. Get a couple sniffs from Joe. Check it out. Had a really, really significant damage uh, here in, in Lee County, and and there's other. Okay, there you go. That's your, uh, there's your, there's your, there's your special sniff uh, from Joe as a consolation prize. Way to go, Nikki. Uh, please, please take a shower. Not with Joe. Ooh, man, because nobody apps with Joe. We cover a lot of data on this show. So when was the last time you heard us talk about a number that reached absolute zero? Well, a few times. There are absolutely zero functional brain cells inside of Joe Biden's head. There is 0% chance of us voting for a Democrat in November, and there's 0% chance that Hillary Clinton will become president. Financially, in our lifetime, we have seen numbers reach absolute zero, and it's been terrifying. In the last recession, stocks like Washington Mutual, Lehman Brothers, and Chrysler reached absolute zero in value overnight. Could it happen again? Of course it could. And if it did, would you be protected? This is why we invest in gold. Gold has never been at absolute zero in value ever in world history. In fact, gold value is rising like a hockey stick. That's why the savviest Americans, like me, diversify their savings to protect them from downturns in the market, from global instability, and from a falling, collapsing dollar. Birch Gold Group helps me invest in gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account, and they can help you. Text Benny to 989898, and you can convert your old 401k or IRA into a precious metals-backed IRA right now. Do it. It's the smart move, and we got two more years of Joe Biden, so what can you do, man? Text Benny to 989898 to invest in something of real value with my friends at Birch Gold. Uh, Joe Biden also, of course, doing the most venal and malevolent thing that you can possibly do, which is to use the disaster and the pain of somebody losing their home, losing, losing their hometown. Literally, if you're from Fort Myers Beach, your hometown has been scraped off the planet. It is a disaster area in the truest sense. Nary a stick left standing in Fort Myers Beach. But Joe Biden used this as an opportunity to essentially clown, uh, try and clown Ron DeSantis by saying that this is a this is the guaranteed approval point, the guaranteed inflection point where we all can agree that global warming is a real thing. Check out this despicable clip from Joe Biden. 
And I think the one thing this has finally ended is a discussion about whether or not there's climate change. We should do something about it. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so that's the one. So this is the clip where you can see Ron DeSantis reacting in real time. Not as good as I wanted it, but what can you do? We're doing the show from the road. Uh, This is the clip where you can see Ron DeSantis reacting in real time to Joe Biden saying that global warming is real. Okay, let's play it one more time because this is this is the definitive clip of Joe Biden being a complete effing jackass. And do not swear on this show. We try and do a a family friendly show. But man, this stuff made my blood boil yesterday. I was really upset because this is the basest, not not in a good way, like the worst, like this is the most base kind of thing that you can do, the most despicable thing you can do, which is to leverage someone else's pain and then to utilize it for your own political gain. Joe Biden wants to use global war- global warming is essentially the crux that they will use to get anything they want, including but not limited to electric vehicles, trillions and more uh, new spending. This is all the, they call it the Inflation Reduction Act. This is all that it was about was spending more off of the hysteria of global warming. Okay. Which we can't even get, let's let's not even get into the science of that right now because uh, uh, the science is definitely out on on all of this. The the science that isn't out is that the number of hurricanes that have hit Florida have not increased in 150 years since the federal government has been tracking them. Didn't stop a man who is 150 years old from saying this in front of Ron DeSantis. Let's play the clip one more time. And I think the one thing this has finally ended is a discussion about whether or not there's climate change. We should do something about it. Yep, that's Ron DeSantis's correct reaction there, going, what a, what a fucking guy saying? Like, why are you using this opportunity? You're literally in a disaster zone. There's like people's homes are wrecked all around you. Like the the entire, like people have lost everything. You're standing there inside of a disaster zone and you use it as a chance to score cheap political points. They knew exactly what they were doing there, right? Because Ron DeSantis is not on board with the global warming cult, of course, and Ron DeSantis is standing there, being forced to stand there behind Joe Biden, and Joe Biden using this as an opportunity. It's so disgusting, truly, to like be a just sick, venal, political agitator and to troll Ron DeSantis. This is what's going on. He's using it as an opportunity to troll Ron DeSantis. But Joe Biden's the one who gets trolled because Joe Biden literally lied in his comments here, lying about his house once getting wrecked by a lightning strike. Now this has been fact checked. Turns out that lightning struck once uh, and uh, like caused Joe Biden to have some, like his blender short out in his kitchen in one of his seaside mansions of which we will be going to today. So stay tuned. Uh, Joe Biden sitting there saying, you know, I know what it's like. I know what it's like to lose everything. One time lightning struck my house. Everyone weep for me as well. Okay. Do you remember? I have a son named Bo Biden. Have you all ever heard of Bo Biden? Okay. I have, I have pain too. This is Joe Biden does this all the time. It is a repulsive thing to do. He takes anyone else's pain or anyone else's suffering. And then he flips it around and says that he also is the person who's suffering right now. Uh, watch one of the most repugnant, uh, uh, expressions of Joe Biden doing this. Well, today, while touring the damage of Hurricane Ian in Florida, the president added another credential to his sterling resume, storm survivor. But we know from experience, I know from experience, how much, how much anxiety and fear and concern there are in the people. 
We didn't lose our whole home, but lightning struck and we lost an awful lot of it about 15 years ago. But like most things Biden says about his past, not true. Back in 2004, a storm caused a small kitchen fire that was put out in less than 20 minutes, causing minimal damage. Okay, so this is Joe Biden once again lying about the pain and suffering that he's gone through in order to try and, I don't know, like make people feel sorry for him. Why the F would you, why would you do this? This doesn't like, this, this isn't, this isn't what you're supposed to do. So if your best friend like gets it some kind of type of, type of like horrible, you know, uh, some type of horrible like domestic abuse situation, right? And they're crying to you and they're very upset and you come in and you're like, well, yeah, also, but I stubbed my toe getting coffee this morning. So I also have hurt in my life. It makes you, it turns you into like a jackass. You're like a very, very bad person for doing something like that. You're supposed to empathize. You're supposed to mourn with those who are mourning. You're supposed to be there for them. No, Joe Biden having a little lightning strike like 100 years ago at his house isn't the same as having a hurricane wipe all of your property off of your land and you being unable to live in your house for Lord knows probably years, depending on which neighborhood you were in in Fort Myers Beach, which is where Joe Biden was. Now, according to some of the widowers of Joe Biden's Afghanistan Pull out that we spoke with one of them on Newsmax actually for my show a couple of weeks ago. And she recalls Joe Biden while her son, and I said widower, I believe this was actually the mother, and her son had died in the botched Afghanistan pullout at the hand of Joe Biden. Joe Biden's hands during her son's uh, right here in Dover, Delaware, during her son's uh, um, dignified transfer is what they call it. When the caskets are taken off of the plane and they're flag draped, it's called a dignified transfer. It's very, it's very special and solemn, sacred ceremony. You remember Joe Biden was looking at his watch the whole time. This mother told me that she went up to Biden and gave him a piece of uh, what she was feeling afterward when Biden was going to meet the families inside of the hangar, right? Away from the cameras, for the privacy, away from people. Now, some of the families didn't even want to meet Biden. They were so disgusted with him. This mother tells me that she met Biden and instead of him being sorry for her loss, all Joe Biden could say was that he, his son, he also lost a son. All he could do is talk about Bo Biden. Now, nobody's saying that Joe, like, that, that isn't tragic when you lose a son. Bo Biden died many, many years after his military service uh, of some type of cancer, I believe it was brain cancer, okay? Nobody's trying to discount that, but there is a time and a place to talk about yourself, and there's a time and a place to mourn with others. And Joe Biden is the worst I have ever seen. I think AOC or like Cori Bush, I think the, like, the dumbest and worst members of the Democratic Party probably would be better at this than Joe Biden. And he's been around longer than anyone. So how he doesn't have this figured out yet, I don't know. But it is truly a disgusting, reptilian, repulsive thing to do to go up to someone who just lost their son or just lost their house and to be like, you know what? I also had pain in my life. So, so what? You know, buckle up, buttercup. Boy, if there's something the Biden regime has taught us is that we live inside of a country of takers. These people will literally take money out of your bank account to pay for their student loans. It is infuriating. That's why it's so refreshing to partner with a company that is a giver. Pure Talk wants to give you something. That's right, Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, they're takers. They take way too much of your money for data you will never use. Pure Talk, my cell phone company, gives you choices. Only pay for the data that you need. That's how the average family, like mine, saves 75 bucks a month switching to Pure Talk. With Pure Talk, it's easy to find the right plan for you and your family, 
unlimited talk, text, and data, and plans from two gigs all the way to unlimited with mobile hotspots, all on America's most reliable 5G network. So why pay more? Here's another thing. Pure Talk's going to give you. This month, when you switch to Pure Talk, you pay one month, they'll give you the next month free. The big, woke corporate cell phone service providers would never. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, choose a plan, enter the promo code Benny at checkout, and get your second month free. Go to puretalk.com and enter the promo code Benny to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. You know, so what you're going through ain't really that bad, okay? I once had something bad happen to me, too. So while you're sitting there looking at the rubble of your own life or looking at the flag-draped casket with your son in it, who I ordered to his death because of my botched Afghanistan pullout, just remember, you should really be feeling sorry for me. I'm Joe Biden, and nobody Fs with a Biden, right? Wrong. It's a really, I mean, listen, first off, Nobody Fs with a Biden. What are you talking about, dude? Uh, your, your entire, your, your clown show, okay? And the people, again, inside the governor's office tell us that this trip was a disaster. And they tell us on background that Ron DeSantis was disgusted. But he couldn't show that because this was a time when decent people and normal people and honorable people would, would put politics aside and not use the moment where people are sitting there in severe pain to do two things. One, score cheap political points, and then two, try and elicit some type of empathy for yourself because lightning once struck your blender. Old, diseased, wretched man, oh, Joe Biden is. Ron DeSantis, by the way, has been handling this like a, just a complete champ. The fact that he didn't just haul off on Biden yesterday and just clobber him is a, really a testament to the guy's moral character. Also, the testament to the guy's moral character is what he has literally been doing every single day. You get a new clip of Joe uh, Ron DeSantis handing out water, handing out food, literally cooking at Waffle House. Now he's rebuilt a bridge with the Florida state funds and the disaster relief fund, which I think is up at like 20 million or like 30 million. It's incredible. The fundraising job they've done. We have some very special things to announce too. In regard to us, we will be hosting a really great fundraiser for the Florida disaster relief fund at a Buccaneers game uh, on Thursday night on the uh, October 27th, they're going to be playing the Ravens and we're going to be having some special guests come in. So we hope that you join us more details to come on that. But we, the Benny show will be hosting our own Florida disaster relief fundraiser. We're very, very excited about it. We're going to be joined by some very special people there. So Ron DeSantis is a very special person. We hope that he joins us at this fundraiser, but Ron DeSantis is busy literally doing God's work. And by that, we mean like uh, this is incredible how quickly uh, he can build. God, of course, created the entire world and universe in seven days. Uh, Ron DeSantis, however, is building bridges in really fast time, like for mere human beings made in God Im God's image. This is incredible. Ron DeSantis has rebuilt, they rebuilt a bridge in literally three days to get out to a specific island. I believe it was Pine Island. And we have the footage for you right here. Ron DeSantis sharing that clip on uh, Twitter. It doesn't have any. It doesn't have any audio to it. Ron DeSantis saying on Twitter. Maybe we can throw the tweet up. Construction on Pine Island Bridge has been completed today, just three days after construction began. Happy to have the state step in and help out our Pine Island residents back on their feet. Bravo, Ronnie D. 
Look at that. And then the Publix trucks. If you're from Florida, if you're from the South, you know the beauty of that Publix truck rolling in and bringing people food and supplies. Uh, It's packed with water bottles, things that people need. Ron DeSantis going to Waffle House, grilling up some hash browns, frying up some hash browns for the people, just doing an incredible job. Again, I'm here in Delaware right now broadcasting. I know a buddy who works as a lineman here in Delaware, the guys who go up on the power lines and fix them when the power's out. This dude uh, is down in Florida right now because Ron DeSantis did this all call for all for electricians to all come down and to come and help and like protect the power grid in Florida. So people as far as Delaware, according to what I, you know, according to, to my buddy who does this job up here, have been called down to Florida and they're down there fixing power lines. It's crazy how well prepared Ron DeSantis was for this hurricane and God bless him because the people need it. The, what the people don't need is Joe Biden scoring these cheap ass, disgusting political points uh, and insulting the people of Florida, uh, saying that nobody Fs with the Biden. Uh, all right, well, uh, we've got a little something for you here, Joe. Uh, people do F with the Biden. The entire world is Fing with the Biden right now. They know that you are a sad and dementia-riddled, diseased old man. And so they're going to take advantage of you. And OPEC is doing just that. OPEC told Joe Biden to go and stick the pump in his rump when Joe Biden went down and groveled on bended knee for them to produce more oil because Joe Biden killed and continues to kill all domestic aspects of fossil fuel here in America because he's part of a godless green cult. Joe Biden went to Saudi Arabia, you might remember, earlier in the summer, fist bumped uh, uh, MBS, and then uh, MBS responded by cutting oil production even further. They'd already cut it by a million barrels, and now they're cutting by two million barrels here, according to the Post Millennial. The Biden White House on Wednesday lambasted OPEC for and its allies for what it's called short-sighted decision to cut oil production by two million barrels a day. The move could also lead to higher gas prices in the United States, could move to higher gas prices in the United States. Uh, yeah, this is going to be very, very bad. And it's going to come right on the coattails of a midterm election. Gas prices, fill up your tanks today, ladies and gentlemen, because gas prices are about to skyrocket. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan and Economic Advisor Brian Deese released a statement on Wednesday criticizing the decision by OPEC. U.S. strategic oil reserves are nearly half empty due to Biden's continued release of the barrels to offset oil costs. Half empty already due to Biden's continued release of the barrels that should be illegal. This is the strategic oil reserve. Republicans need to pass legislation right now that says this cannot be utilized for political purposes. The strategic oil reserve is something that is filled up over many, many presidencies over many decades for Americans to use in times of war or national emergency. Joe Biden is releasing the strategic oil reserve in order to keep gas prices artificially low so that the real inflation number that's like around 17% doesn't hit because Joe Biden is releasing and limiting America's ability to fight in wartime and utilize its strategic reserves. He's also selling some of the strategic reserves to freaking China to Hunter Biden's old business partners at CEFC. And we've covered that extensively, including but not limited to yesterday. Here's the news on what OPEC deciding to go and F with the Biden. I think he's done a good job. The president says no one Fs with a Biden. No one 
But it appears OPEC Plus has done just that. The group of oil-producing nations agreeing to cut oil production by 2 million barrels per day. It's a short-sighted uh, uh, decision. Which could make inflation in America worse. America is going to be paying sharply higher prices for everything oil-related. While giving Russia a way to minimize the impact of global sanctions. It's clear that OPEC Plus is aligning with, with Russia with today's announcement. The president of the U.S. Oil and Gas Association says the White House has one option left. It's the one they should have never turned away from in the first place. The U.S. oil and gas industry and its workers. Life comes at you pretty fast. <laughs> Peter Ducey. Peter Ducey there with the little quip. Nobody asked for the Biden except for OPEC. The announcement cut from OPEC, which includes the 13 OPEC nations and 11 non-members, including Russia, is roughly equivalent to 2% of global supplies. In March, Biden administration announced an unprecedented release of barrels from the strategic reserve in an attempt to bring down prices. What is the point of this? The point of this is to rig an election. That's what it is. They're rigging an election by weakening a American national security. It really is incredible. You could also try and give everyone an an, an aircraft carrier, but that wouldn't be great for American national security. This isn't the way you were supposed to do business. This is the way a mafia would do business to try and to rip off the American people. We all paid for this oil, by the way, like the American taxpayers already paid for this oil. Now it's being pumped into the market in order to deflate, in order to try and increase the chances of Democrats winning in the November election. These people are absolute cultist, sick monsters, and they must be stopped. And they will be stopped. Please, thankfully, hopefully, Man, the polls are looking great. We are optimists on the show. And so we look forward to November. We will see what happens in 34 days. 34 days, baby. The administration sold nearly 1 million barrels of oil from the U.S. strategic reserves to Chinese interests. And by the way, those Chinese interests were the same ones that Hunter Biden was trying to get 10% for the big guy in. Guys, the impeachment articles literally write themselves, okay? Republicans, we were speaking with the Republican conference yesterday and a lot of the communicators who do this professionally in the Republican conference, please impeach Joe Biden. It's literally, the impeachment articles write themselves, okay? So Joe Biden was supposed to get 10% of a Chinese energy company. And then when he's president, Joe Biden goes and depletes and liquidates our strategic oil reserves and gives it to that Chinese energy company. Uh, like Donald Trump would be in Guantanamo Bay, but like the Guantanamo Bay that they have on the moon right now, they'd fly him up. Like if Donald Trump was doing ish like this, it would be the end. But here we go. And of course, the entire reason that this is all happening and Peter Ducey said it there in his report is because Joe Biden killed domestic energy production here in America. He killed the Keystone XL pipeline the first day in office. The second he got in, that was the first stroke of the pen. Never forget it. The things that are being forgotten around the uh, Biden regime is the people that Joe Biden is visiting with right here in Delaware. So Joe Biden rushes off to Delaware. He's had, I don't know, Danny, how many days of vacation has Joe Biden had? Uh, Danny De Urbina uh, producing the show today on our team. A spectacular dude. Go ahead and uh, go ahead and follow Danny. Kick Danny a follow on Twitter. He is uh, one of the best breaking news accounts you will ever follow. And you know, after the purge of uh, fake accounts and or patriot accounts yesterday in the final parting shot to Elon Musk taking over the platform, Danny might have lost a few hundred followers. So let's kick that number right back up, ladies and gentlemen. Danny Day Urbina on Twitter. 
Secret Service claims no records exist of Biden's Delaware visitors report says, well, that's interesting. The U.S. Secret Service insisted that no records exist of who President Biden has met with in his Delaware residence during his presidency, according to a report Wednesday. The New York Post reported that it requested the information about who is visiting uh, Joe Biden in his Wilmington and Rehoboth Beach homes as part of the Freedom of Information Act. But they had their appeal denied. In a letter dated September 27th, Secret Service Deputy Director Farron Paramore wrote, the agency conducted an additional search of relevant program offices and a potential search, and it produced no responsive records. Accordingly, your appeal is denied. The denial is the latest in a series of developments involving Biden's records. In March of 2010, emails reviewed by Fox News Digital, the office of then-Vice President Biden expressed concerns about the University of Delaware's terms to the deed of gift for the Senate papers due to political sensitivities that could arise from releasing the papers to the public. So the Bidens are openly and actively stomping down and like trying to conceal the records of who Biden is meeting with when he goes to Delaware. So when you go into the White House, there is a record of who goes in the White House. There's a national security issue. When it's the president's private residence, like his multiple beach houses here in Delaware? How's that happen, you might ask? Hmm, that might be another interesting impeachment article for Republicans. Uh, when the president is here in Delaware, well, they don't have to keep the same amount of records, the same style of records. And so Joe Biden can, I guess, get away with murder? Who knows what he's doing? Nobody knows. I, I think it's probably medical. I think it's probably crazy ass medical treatments to try and keep his brain functioning. That's just my guess. Here is the... Uh, uh, here's the report on the uh, vanishing Delaware meetings for Joe Biden. And Washington, D.C. is really no place for the big guy to talk business. If you were him, I mean, would you want your shady deals with the Chinese to leak? Of course not. But Joe Biden seems to have his own little safe place. It's called Delaware, where the big guy spent about a quarter of his presidency just taking off the record meetings and secret phone calls the whole time. No one knows with who. Secret Service say, they can't find any records of any of it. No visitor logs. They're gone. Or did they ever even exist? So what's he doing? Who's he meeting? Last night on Tucker, one of Biden's former business partners, Tony Bobolinsky, said it's all part of Joe's role. Watch. I met with Joe multiple times. Yes. And now subsequent to the election, he's now the sitting president of the United States, but there are hundreds of data points that Joe Biden was acting in, uh, in a capitalistic term, I would say the chairman. He's a figurehead. He shows up at meetings, shakes hands, advises, you know, has faith in his team. Effectively, that was Joe Biden's role in the Biden family business ventures and uh, around the world. So Hunter does the dirty work and then the big guy comes in when it's time to close and shakes the hands. So Representative James Comer, who you're going to get used to that name. He's a Republican from Kentucky. This is going to be the guy who's in charge of the oversight of the Biden regime and the investigations. He's on the Judiciary Committee. He told The Post, the New York Post, that the agency's claim of no records existing is a bunch of malarkey and a troll to Joe Biden. Americans deserve to know who President Biden is meeting with, especially since we know that he routinely met with Biden's son, Hunter Biden's business associates during his vice presidency. Biden has spent about 200 days of his presidency in Delaware, according to reports. The Post that is evaluating legal options to acquire the visitor log. So they're lying. And we certainly are not. 238 days 
according to Danny, on vacation for Joe Biden. Vacation, right? Vacation. This guy was Grand Central Station when he was vice president for every scumbag and every uh, dirty mafia, communist, Middle East, whatever leader in the world when Hunter Biden was dragging these sleaze bags through the VP's office, the stench, the slime, the sleaze of Hunter Biden all over that office is to pay for play. You just heard it there from Tony Bobolinsky. That's is how it works. The worst regimes on planet Earth, the deadliest regimes on the most oppressive regimes on planet Earth in Kazakhstan and China, they pay Hunter Biden to get meetings with then Vice President Joe Biden. And it's definitely happening in Delaware as well. Hey, maybe we'll see something today. We'll, we're going to go check it out. So what the Democrat Party is checking out right now, what is causing an extreme panic inside the Democrat Party, is the analysts looking at the massive upswing in support for Republicans in the midterm. Many seat changes and rating changes going hard Republican, ladies and gentlemen. Buckle up. Here we go. So the House ratings in favor of Representative Flores has changed. Flores is a... Uh, uh, Myra Flores is like a rock star. She got swept into the House in a special election. She won in just a shock to the system because she's winning inside of an 85% plus Hispanic district that has never elected a Republican since Reconstruction. They've never sent a Republican in Texas, this district, to the U.S. Congress. And now Myra Flores is the first one. That district is now a solid Republican seat. Political analysts changed the ratings for Texas's 34th congressional district to favor Republican Myra Flores, stunning Democrat Rep. Vincent Gonzalez, who's also running in the district. Analysts at the University of Virginia Center for Politics in the Cook Political Report changed the House ratings from lean Democrat to toss up in the Texas district, ultimately showing that Flores has been making a mark on the congressional district. Flores is a district's current representatives, won the seat in a special election after former Rep. Philemon Vela announced his retirement and that rating change ultimately hurts, of course, the Democrats. They are doing this across the country. We are moving Texas 34 from Leans Democratic to toss up. While the partisanship of the district could be too much for Flores to overcome, even that area has reddened. It still remains Democrat lean. The Lone Star State, however, is leaning more red than ever. Likely Republican in the Texas 15th district, also moving to Republicans. This is happening across the country and across the board. It is a pretty impressive thing that we are seeing. We are very, very proud of the work that Myra Flores is doing. She's joined the show. We're huge fans of hers, and we definitely need to get her back before the midterm. Here is Myra Flores on the Latino vote, shifting right, and man, it is a beautiful thing to see. Watch. So, LBC uh, of that just came out and it says that Democrats back in 2012 led the Latino vote or had the Latino vote by 42 points. Look at it now. It is shrinking. Democrats are leading Latino vote by 21 points in September of this year. Why is that? Why are more Latinos switching to the Republican Party or leaving the Democratic Party? 
The National Democrat Party has abandoned the Hispanic community. They don't represent who we are. We're pro-God, pro-family, all about hard work. That is just who we are here in South Texas. The Democrat Party just doesn't represent those values. They have walked away from the Hispanic community. They don't care about us here in South Texas. Where is the Biden administration here in South Texas? He hasn't cared to come and visit and come and see the mess he has created. We're completely abandoned here. They have taken us for granted, and that is the reason why so many Hispanics are walking away from the Democrat Party. We want to be heard. We want them to be able to focus on us, on the American people. Let's remember, we wouldn't be here in the positions that we're in if it wasn't because of the people that voted us to be in this position. And we want to be able to focus on the American people. The American people are struggling right now to pay their rent, their groceries, their utility bills. But we're talking about the humanitarian crisis happening at the border, and it's not fair for them as well. This is a a message that is echoed across social media. You can go ahead and check out our pages on Instagram and on Facebook. We are covering story after story from left-leaning MSNBC going down and trying to figure out this phenomenon of Latinos breaking for the Republican Party. So let me explain it to you very simply. God, family, country. Latinos are by and large raised Catholic. They are people who value the fabric of family. They are not leftist freaks who believe in non-binary genders and or a godless society. They are not atheists by and large. And so you are going to repulse them along with the worker policies that you are pushing uh, that hurt and harm the middle class. The entire reason for the vast majority of them to move here is because they are escaping communism. They are escaping socialism. So they prefer to not have that system here in the last bastion of freedom on this continent. Canada has already gone the way of selling itself and its entire soul to communist China. We'll see what happens in the Brazilian election because China has its eyes set on Brazil, one of the other bastions of freedom and democracy uh, here. But man, some screwy looking results there in the presidential election. We'll see what happens. Pray for Brazil. But here in America, the reason that people flee here is that you might have a fighting chance to get a better life. And Democrats are doing their very level-headed best to fix that up real fast. Destroy the middle class. Destroy our housing market. You can see the erosion and the decay right now. It is incredible to see what happened. I just spent a couple days in Washington, D.C., if we filmed a clip that went viral on Twitter about what McPherson Square looks like, just a block from the White House, it's an entire tent city. It is a absolute s-hole. Okay, like like Donald Trump calling them s-hole countries. No, man, this the nation's capital has become just an a, a tent of like a like a like a Bidenville is what we should be calling them. They're Bidenvilles all over the nation's capital. Tent cities literally popping up in, where you should be having like school children walking around on their field trips to see the country's most storied monuments and most storied halls. There are vagrants. Some of them are like half naked. I saw a guy like out grilling. I think he was grilling a squirrel. We literally put the like put the video up of like squirrels running around, guys with grills. This is in McPherson Square. It's a block from the White House. Again, we're going to call them Bidenvilles and we're going to do a much more in-depth study on what's going on here. And it's going to shock you. What we are going to show you is going to absolutely shock you. Over the next couple of weeks, we plan on going there. We will be going to San Francisco. We'll be going to LA. We're going to show you exactly how these leftist cities are run. And then you can make your choice during the midterm elections. Okay, got it? All right. 
The, the, the reason that they want to push so hard for the total narrative control here is because secretly they love communist China. So the left loves the state-run single-party system of communist China. That's why they fetishize China. That's why they do deals with China. That's why they're selling our strategic petroleum reserve to China. They want a world without dissent. Now, thank God for heroes like Elon Musk, who are providing in an like literal, the closest we have to actual Tony Stark or actual Iron Man is Elon Musk. He has bought Twitter. That deal is going forward. It may close today. We're not sure, but according to reports, that deal is going forward. And that means that a man who values free speech a lot, who isn't a lackey of the corporate press, who isn't a member of the communist, uh, I mean, like global cabal that is attempting to suppress all dissent, a WEF lackey, uh, Elon Musk will be owning the most powerful uh, instant communication tool publicly worldwide. And that is what Twitter is. There is no replacement for Twitter. Twitter is that valuable. It is indeed the instant communication vector for anyone in the news business and anyone in the information business. And so Elon Musk owning it and restoring free speech on Twitter is a value and of course a threat also to the Communist Party of China, which utilizes social media as censorship tools to suppress and to oppress their own populations. It'd be very, very bad if footage from the Uyghurs camps got out on Twitter and if Twitter allowed that. Now, according to James O'Keefe's videos, Twitter is run by a bunch of hardened Marxists, according to multiple engineers at Twitter, but now in the hands of Elon Musk, hopefully they will be replacing those Marxists with free speech-minded people. And Elon Musk is already talking about like putting a Blake Masters type in charge as the VP of Twitter, Blake Masters, running for Senate in Arizona. We hope that he's in the Senate, not at Twitter, but what can you do? So here we go. Former Chinese state media editor threatens Elon Musk, says he will be taught a lesson on Twitter. This is a really special tweet here. Member of the Chinese state-affiliated media has threatened Elon Musk after Tesla CEO weighed in on the Russia-Ukraine war, essentially just stating that, yo, we should just hold free elections and we should avoid nuclear war. This is all Elon Musk was saying. We should avoid nuclear war. And for that, Ukraine started attacking him. The insanity. The broke brain of these people. The series of polls posted on Twitter Monday, Elon suggested that Ukraine cede Crimea over to Russia and that the UN hold a referendum for four regions in Ukraine that Russia has attempted to annex. On Tuesday, Hu Jin, a former chief editor of a Chinese Communist Party state tabloid, the Global Times, screenshotted the image of Musk's tweets about the conflict and warned that he will be taught a lesson. Elon Musk has released his personality too much, and he believes too much in the U.S. and the West's freedom of speech. He will be taught a lesson, who tweeted. And we're not for censorship here, okay? And we would never call for someone to be deplatformed. But yo, uh, you are tweeting this on a platform that Elon Musk literally owns right now. So I don't know, maybe just dox this guy? Not sure. Let's see. I mean, and again, like this guy is part of Chinese state-run media. This person is clearly covering up for genocide. That is what you do if you're an agent of China. China is a genocide state, is an ethno state. China is the modern equivalent to the Nazi party from 70 years ago. Uh, he says that Elon Musk will be taught a lesson, but doesn't go into exactly what lesson he will be taught.
59% of nearly 3 million in the poll takers appeared to disagree with Musk's proposal. Musk then posted a separate poll that questioned, will the people who live in the Donbass and Crimea uh, decide whether they're part of Russia or Ukraine? I mean, this, again, seems like a fair thing. Ukraine itself is a state that has had some... I mean, listen, man, we did a whole documentary on the history of Ukraine. I mean, that country has gone back and forth, back and forth. That's why they call it the killing fields of Ukraine. Uh, it is, it's a tough history. It's a tough country. There's a lot of dark history there. And I think what Elon Musk is ultimately trying to say here is that we need a peaceable option instead of nuclear war. I think nuclear war is, of course, bad for everyone. The only people that nuclear war would be potentially good for is the decaying, decrepit ruling class who would then utilize that to grab more power as they always do in every single emergency. No one on earth wants war. No one on earth wants nuclear war. Nobody in Russia wants it. Nobody in America wants it. Nobody in Ukraine actually wants it, except for, again, the greedy and incestuous ruling class that would use a nuclear catastrophe as a power grab and the ability to to then further tamp down dissent and erode your civil liberties. That's exactly what they would use this for. That's why it must be prevented. Elon Musk doing God's work trying to prevent this. And Elon Musk also doing God, God's work triggering libs on MSNBC about his buyout of Twitter. Check out this incredible clip of Ari Mebler on MSNBC. Man, this one has us in stitches. You own all of Twitter or Facebook or what have you. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't even have to be transparent. You could secretly ban one party's candidate or all of its candidates, all of its nominees, or you could just secretly turn down the reach of their stuff and turn up the reach of something else. And the rest of us might not even find out about it till after the election. Elon Musk says this is all to help people because he is just a free speech, philosophically clear, open-minded helper. Okay, so sorry guys for the uh, little glitch there in the broadcast. Again, we are we hate broadcasting from the road for this exact reason, but what can you do? We are online and we thank you for being online with us. That was Ari Mebler. He continues to panic about that every time we tweet that clip. He responds is like, no, I actually won this argument. This is an argument that proves too much. This is Ari Mebler saying, hey, uh, actually, Twitter is being used as a political cudgel and a super PAC for the Democrat Party, and we use it in order to try and influence elections. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is our show today. We are the Freedom-Minded Populists. We have a show that is structured entirely off of these principles, God, family, country. We are free men and women, and we will stay that way because we refuse to retreat. And we Ladies and gentlemen, we'll fight for this country and we will fight to keep this a free place. Thank you so much for watching. My name is Benny Johnson and this is The Benny Show.